Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Knicks get the win, and they even their series. That goes to Atlanta. Meanwhile, the other games last night as well, and the crowd at the hey. Garden last night was hey. off the charts hey. as we're getting hey. more and more crowds. Hey. hey. <laughs> you hey. feel good? You guys are hey. dancing? Hey. I do feel good. Where? I feel good after a Knicks ha. win. But but we see we're seeing crowds, guys, in in the buildings, and you're seeing the fun part of it, which is the celebrating and the noise and the energy you get from it. And then in Philadelphia, where the Sixers win one twenty ninety five over the Wizards mm. uh, to take a two zero lead now in that series, and you know, and what we're not talking about, unfortunately, is Ben Simmons and a terrific game for him: twenty two nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals, uh, eleven of fifteen. Joel Embiid with 22 points, seven rebounds. Uh, what you talk about is Russell Westbrook, though, in an incident with a fan. As he's walking through the tunnel heading off, he had injured his ankle. He did not have a good game at all. I mean, he had 10 points, uh, 11 assists, but six rebounds. He was 2 of 10 shooting, struggling uh, in this game. But as he's exiting the playing court going through the tunnel, a fan dumps popcorn on him, and he wants to get to that fan in the worst way, they need security to hold him back from climbing into the stands. Mm -hmm. We talked about this earlier as well. Uh, After the game, uh, Valerie Camillo, who's the president of business operations for Wells Fargo Center, Center where the Sixers play, issued a statement calling it a classless, unacceptable behavior, and we're not going to tolerate it at Wells Fargo Center. We're proud to have the most passionate fans in the country and the best home court and home ice advantage around, but this type of behavior is no place in our arena. The fan was ejected, as you would expect. A lot of fans were pointing out uh, the fan who did it. So this is this has become, you know, anytime this happens, mm-hmm. it becomes sort of that, yeah, it's not right. You can yell stuff. You talked about it earlier, Key. You don't even mind it. No. You know, it's, it's happened to you. You want to yell stuff at me. You want to try to get under my skin. You see, Nick fans did that to Trey Young in New York. You know, that's one thing. But this, as Russell Westbrook called it, blatant disrespect. He's been involved in, in this before with fans. You would think everybody collectively would say, oh, that's wrong. That guy, what he did is wrong. But, Jay, as we're, we're seeing from some replies, uh, this not everybody gonna, thinks this is so wrong. This is going to light key up. <laughs> Listen to me. It's yeah. like I, I really yeah, no, so no, no. it gets posted. I've been waiting for it this. Gets posted. Sports Center then posts it. Right. So you're like, all right, everybody's going to be on the same side of history here on what we deem is right. How do you wrong, not right? see that and think like, oh, what are you doing? Okay. Here goes some replies at the top of the reply list. Mm-hmm. It's popcorn. Tighten up. You're so soft. Oh boy. Yeah. Russ, I get it. It sucks. But when you get paid millions, oh, yeah. you can take a little popcorn to the face without fighting. Sure. It was just popcorn. Relax. Had popcorn thrown at me at the movie multiple times. Never stood up to fight anyone. I don't know. Maybe because it's just popcorn. Why are you getting don't popcorn react and it stops. Movie theater, by the just way. too dramatic, Russ. Like, what are you doing that you're getting popcorn thrown at you at a movie theater? These are people that reply to what happened last night. I want to make fun and want to say, oh, you don't know. Making millions of dollars doesn't mean that you can demean me or belittle me or throw things at me or say things about my family. It doesn't give you the right. It doesn't give you the right. And, and key, this is the kind of stuff that I see that really bothers me. And I know this is not speaking for the masses of people. No. Because I know the majority of people are like, Jay Will, Keyshawn, Alan, we get it. 
We understand. We rock with you. But these are the numb nuts that make me want to say, hey, Ron Artest, go kick their ass. Go find these dudes well, let's also and run remember, up into the stands. The malice in the palace did not start because Ron Artest went into the crowd. It started because a fan, while Ron Artest was laying on the scores table after an incident on the court, a fan threw uh, a soda at him. It landed on him, and you know you're going to react. Think about how you'd react if that's what happened to you. And I mean, the thirty for thirty was fascinating. With that, they found the fan, and he talked about it, and you know how he just. Thought he would do it, you know? Like just like, <laughs> I just think it's a good idea. Like doing it. I just you feel know? like he's six, seven, two and some change. Why not? Why not just but decide see, to antagonize I don't think it's him. about that. I, don't, I think it's just there are some people who don't care. It's not necessarily you, you the athlete. Are stupid? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, stupid. Yeah, you got one guy that said, really? Really? Well, we've, really seen what happens, we've seen what happens when basketball players fight boxers. Look at Logan Paul. I'm like, stop. Like, stop. Stop. So. Stop. Well, look, stop. people are really. I, I don't like understand your those reactions. But though, so anybody on social media, to me anyway, to talk crap on social media, they cowards anyway. I don't care what anybody say. You're cowardly. If you, if you yeah. got to hide behind. Yeah. A desk and keyboard a keypad warriors. or whatever you yeah. that, that you yeah. miss me. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, don't throw objects at me, don't put your hands on me, D- D- don't, and don't use racial slurs toward me. You can say anything. You can call me any name in the book. You can tell me I'm a bust. You can tell me I wasn't worth it. You can tell me go back home. You can tell me anything you want to tell me, but don't throw anything at me, and don't put your hands on me. And don't use racial slurs, and we don't have any issues. Because the moment that you throw any object at me, popcorn or not, I look at that as an assault, and then I'm going to defend myself. That is the bottom line. Now, LeBron. Period. Because if you saw me on the streets, Alan, mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. You're not going to do that. Well, of course. But what reason would I have to throw? He's throwing popcorn at a player who's leaving the game and is. You know, like there's some reaction to that. If you're on the street, nobody's it ain't no reaction. At you. Re- reaction to what? Well, he's a opponent. He's a opposing player, and there are fans who get a little too you're crazy. stupid. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, it's. I told you, stupid is the foundation of moves like this. Like, I, I and then you want to tell us to? We you make millions of together. dollars. We have to make. We make millions of dollars. So, therefore, we shouldn't be upset. You should be able to control yourself. Yeah, control oh, your emotions. Control, c- control your emotions. You should be able to control yourself. Control your emotions. Yeah. You're rich. Now, LeBron, okay. LeBron tweets an interesting point. He said, by the way, we as the players want to see who threw that popcorn on Russ while he was leaving the game tonight with an injury. He said, there's cameras all over arena, so there's no excuse. Because if the shoe was on the other foot. Oh, yeah. It's a big story. And, and Right. And so the point is, is the person who did it should be publicly embarrassed with video and constant roll of the video, where all we saw was a glimpse of the guy dumping it, and we don't see him. We saw a glimpse of him being taken out. Was that it's him taking like, out with the white shirt on? Yeah, with the yeah, yeah. Hat back yeah. See, see, my thing. I want to see his face, and I want to know his name. You kind of want. I want right? his name to be publicized. That's the same point. way see, the athlete happens. Shadowing right now, and he if, has the good ath- news. if the athlete does that, his face is all over the media, yeah. and everybody knows exactly what it is. I don't know who this guy is. Well, you're, we focus you'll know on the player. The there, the there's oh, the guy. I'm sure we will. Yeah, you'll know who he is by the end of the day. Because they're probably taking him right out the arena. As soon as they take him out the arena, there's probably they no booked, cameras. There's a booking station on, on premises. But did they take him to jail? They just kicked him out the door. That's the difference. Yeah, that's a great right? point. If they took him to the booking station, 
then there's a difference there opposed to saying you have to leave where the exit sign is. Yeah, I'm sure they'll – I mean, with the, with the statement uh, from the president of business operations for Wells Fargo Center, I imagine that – yeah, they he will should, not be he, welcome he, back at a game. Yeah, welcome back and, at a game, but like uh, uh, LeBron. But and, a player would have to see this on, on a just repeat. Yeah, I'd like to see his face. Like I like to see his face, yeah. and if he has a job, I like for his bosses to have a conversation with him. And I'll tell you this for all my all my boys down in Philly. I mean, Alan Yates, you know, Pacastello, they're both with our crew here for ESPN. Like they're from Philly, they love Philly. Like I hate both how it gets, once again show, gives yeah. a bad rap <laughs> to Philly. Almost it gives a bad rap to Philly. I almost messed with them there. The history yeah, well, of fans in yeah, Philadelphia. Exactly. There's been there's been a history. In fact, Russ has a history. Yeah, there. 2016 with OKC. Right. But the guy that he was involved with was not from Philly. He yeah. was from Long Island. Hmm. Oh, so he wasn't even a Philly guy. Hmm. So it's like saying Philly fans. Not really. He wasn't a Philly fan. Uh, people or or he was a Philly fan from Long Island, but not from Philadelphia. Or maybe he was just going to a game. He was a doctor from Long Island. A doctor, by the way. Yeah. Wow. I just I, these things. I mean, again, it doesn't make sense, but it happens and. That the fan doesn't get as much attention as the player does. No. All you see is Russ trying to get to somebody, and that's dramatic. But the fan kind of just becomes stays anonymous for the unless, most part. Unless, and that's what I think LeBron's trying to say is, is why does the fan get unless to stay anonymous? he's booked? And, and, and but what they should do though, as Russ was talking about protecting the players, they should say on the back of the tickets. I know they say some things, but they should put in these arenas. But you're going to jail. They should really do that. There's like a clause that no, you going to jail, not just ban, not just ban. You that, that's an assault. You're going to jail. You're being booked. Your mugshot's going to be up, and that's that. They should actually do that. Now I bet you people won't. I bet you it'll be a little bit different too. Yeah. What if it, what if his uh, his argument was that I was yelling down and it spilled out of my hand? No, well, no, no. Doesn't matter. So you saw him literally excuse. take oh, the no, popcorn he, thing in. Yeah, that was you could tell by that video. By the way, he does it, which is why and, the and then he so turns away like he didn't watch. He does it. And then watch me turn, just turns away, starts looking the opposite way. Like, oh, it wasn't me. Yeah. And then you see fans, point, which I really appreciate. You see fans in the stands pointing at him like it was him. Yeah. It was him. Him. Good. They should that, call him that, out. And that's also important is to yes. have, make sure that that gets covered. So Russell after the game, Russell Westbrook after the game, as I mentioned, talking about that blatant disrespect that he feels gone too far. Let me be honest, man, this is getting out of hand, uh, especially for me. The amount of disrespect, the amount of just fans is doing whatever the f- they want to do. It's just it's out of pocket, man. It's out of pocket, seriously. Like any other setting, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for the fans enjoying the game and having fun. And, you know, it's part of sports. I get it. Uh, but there's certain things that cross the line. Uh, and any other setting, I know for a fact that fans and they wouldn't come up. A guy wouldn't come on the street and pour popcorn on my head because he know what happened. A guy wouldn't come up to me and talk mess about my kids or family on the street because the response would be different. In these arenas, you got to start protecting the players, man. Yeah, I, I, I shake my head because what makes you think that's a good idea? Though? No, there's nothing about that. that. Like, what Just makes you that. sit there and go, oh, I'm going I'm to dump this I'm going to dump something on a player coming through a tunnel. You can't get to me. You can't get to like, That's really what makes you yeah. feel. You can't get to me. What that's makes why you feel don't. that way? I, I just, you know, I had an experience at Raymond James Stadium when I played for the Carolina Panthers, and I went back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we won the game and walked through a tunnel. Two dudes threw beer on them. Mm-hmm. And I did exactly what Russ. I tried to get – I actually got close enough to the stands where I was pulling myself up, but the security was snatching me back down. And my teammates were snatching me back down. But – what makes somebody 
want to do that? Is it that much anger in your heart as a fan? I would love to hear from someone. I would love to hear from ESPN, 888-729-3776, and and you can even just fake your name. If you have ever done that. Put my hands on If you've ever done that in a game and explained, and maybe you also say, that was stupid, I shouldn't have done it, but you did that in a game. Can you explain what the thinking was? Or maybe you're next to a friend of yours that did it and and what happened there. I mean, that that's a story that maybe the guys would need to hear, that perspective of it. But we do have a call. By the way, uh, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, you said my name right. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's only been four months. I think I'm getting it now. Henry is in East Hartford. Henry. Hi, guys. How you doing? I Good. love the show. Thanks. Up, I just wanted to give my opinion on the Russell Westbrook thing. Two things is we can't have uh, putting the guys who do the bad things to the players on blast because some people will do it just for fame. That guy's getting 10 minutes of fame that he doesn't need. And another thing I would, would say about being a professional is if you cuss at a police officer and he gets mad and he punches you in the face, that's a, he, he, he can't do that. There are things you just can't do. Russell Westbrook is a, a high figure. He's in the NBA. Even if the guy disrespected him and did what he did, you don't show your you don't show yourself like let that. Let me stop you. Hey, let me stop you. Real. Hold on, Henry. Hold on one second. Police officer can arrest you. Let me hold hold on one second. No, he can arrest you. But I'm saying officers do they they do their job accordingly, and they can't they can't get mad at you because of a thing. Hold on. First of all, if you decide to curse at a police officer. That the, the police officer cannot arrest you for cursing. Exactly. But they, and, and, hold on. Hold on. And a player is not going to strike you for cursing. A player is not going to try to go into the stands for cursing. But when you put your hands on a police officer or, throw or, or you throw at something at a police different. officer, he will then do something to you much like a player. There's a huge difference, Henry. There's a huge difference. Conversation, cursing. One thing, swearing, another thing, but an object being thrown as soft as popcorn, it's problematic. You have to defend yourself. Period. Can you tell me what would have happened if they grabbed, wouldn't grab Westbrook? Westbrook would have went in the stands and did something to the dude. So what? he would have risked his whole career. And Henry, his man, Henry, 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 let me say something. To you. Henry, let me say something to you. So this is what happens as an athlete, right? And if you ever been to a football game or a basketball game. Like, I am intense. I am intensely competing. Intensely competing. And then in that moment, somebody were to grab me or throw something at me. Mm-hmm. You're now asking me to take that switch that's been on the whole game. Just turn it off. And like, oh, just be rational, Jay. I love that. Think practically. Now. I-, I haven't been thinking practically the whole time I've been competing. Right. You're, you're, in, the, you're in the fight right there. Can I tell you guys a, a, a story of, of a time where – an athlete did go into the stands and actually got into a brawl. In fact, the team did. It happened here in New York, in Madison Square Garden in 1979. The, the Boston Bruins were playing the Rangers. And the, the Bruins had, had scored a goal or something was happening near the boards, and a fan reached over and started grabbing at one of the Bruins' players. And that player climbed up on the glass to start fighting them. More fans came down, and a man named Mike Milbury – who was actually in the tunnel heading off because it was the end of the period, was by where their steps to the crowd, walked up into the crowd, found the guy, and beat him with his own shoe. He took his shoe off and beat him with it, then threw it onto the ice. There was a brawl in the stands. It's famous. It happened. So when you say what could happen, that could happen, which is why you you can't have that happen. Anytime you throw something at a player, it's going to be a problem. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. You're messing with a hockey player who's used to fighting on the ice. Don't do it. Seth Greenberg, our ESPN basketball analyst, wanted to join the conversation on this. Seth, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, look, it, this is real simple. Uh, it's unacceptable, and it needs to be addressed. Uh, if you ignore it, you condone it. And I don't mean just kicking a guy out of the arena or taking away his tickets. Look, something has to be done. You've got to protect the players getting on and off the court and while they're on the court. It could start with popcorn. The next time it's going to be a beer. The next time it might be a battery or a phone or something else. You've got to protect the players. So what do you have to do? It's simple. You've got to send a clear message. Prosecute this guy. I'm not saying throw him in jail, but prosecute him. Make him uncomfortable. Make an example out of him because of his stupidity. And you know what? Maybe it deters the next person from acting in that way because you've got to protect the players. They should be able to compete without any objections. They should be able to get on and off the court without anything. And look, I've been there. I've been in, and I'm not going to mention the arena, where I've had things thrown at me on the bench. And, Jay, Will, I'm sure you had when you played at a certain arena. You've had pennies or or coins or whatever or batteries. But you know what? In the world today, it's – and any day, it's unacceptable. And the only way to get someone's attention is to take a drastic measure. I'm not saying throw the guy in jail, but you know what? It ha- you have to bring attention to it in a way where the next person who thinks about acting like a moron uh, is deterred from making that decision. No, Coach, you, you, you're right, but I am saying throw him in jail because there's a lot of what-ifs, right? All yeah. of a sudden, you go into the stands and Westbrook is so – infuriated with this individual he slugs him the individual falls on the seat of the armrest hits his head now what we got a whole nother situation escalating so yes put his ass in jail i ain't saying he got to get 10 years but let him let him see what the other side looks like take his privileges away Yeah, look, I don't disagree with you. Jay Will, I'm sure in your time at Duke, I'm not sure about the NBA, but in your time at Duke, I mean, look, Duke was the evil empire. Everywhere you guys went, it was the biggest game on the other team's schedule. It was not a game. It was an event. And, uh, you know, look, it, it started with words. Right? And when I say things escalate, it started with words. You think about all the crazy fans and things that fans say. Uh, and it, it, it's escalated. You know, it, you know, again, it sounds silly. It might have started talk radio then and social media. Now it's... It's words, and then all of a sudden, it's, it's objects. You can't allow objects being thrown at players. It's just plain and simple, and you need to protect them, and, the, and something needs to be done. It's great to have the fans back in the stadiums. It's great the environment, the energy, the passion, the ownership. All those things were great. Madison Square Garden yesterday, incredible. Uh, but you still got to have an acceptable and unacceptable behavior, and if you cross that line, there's got to be a consequence. You know, Seth, uh, you know, when I was in college – Obviously, all the things we're talking about, throwing things at players, th- yeah. those things are unacceptable, putting your hands on players. But I, I will say it's very challenging to navigate. At one place in particular when I was in college, I had somebody <laughs> recite my mother's name and said horrific things they would do to my mother. Now, that was me when I was 19, 20 years old. Me now as a grown man, my daughter, my son, if people were to find out their names and say horrific things they would do to my kids or the people I loved in my life, I don't know how I would react. I don't know. I'll be real with you. I mean, I would want to do my job. I want to play. I would try to act like it didn't bother me. But those things are very, very personal to me. And I don't know, is that a threat? Or are you just trying to get to me in the game? I don't know. It's a legit question to ask. Yeah. Like, what line is a little too far? And things are just said. 
and you're supposed to just shrug it off. It I'm not saying, you know, just asking people to empathize for a second. It's the one deal sport that you're literally on the feet, on the, the playing surface where, you know, even in the NFL, there's a, a large separation. You, know, yeah, a key, separation. you did have to deal with somebody dumping beer. You were walking through the tunnel. We see there in Philly, uh, Seth, that you see the replay over and over again. The awning had a little enough space for him to dump it. There was an awning that's supposed to protect players going through the tunnel, but there was some kind of space that he was allowed to, you know, to pour the popcorn into that space to get to him. That's a you know, poor design. You've got to fix something like that to protect the players. But I guess the verbal stuff is something that there, there's uh, verbal, no I don't control mind, over verbal. I don't yeah, no, no, you can't no, control the verbal. I'm just saying how You're it's, right, though, it is Jay. challenging to navigate. It's just not yeah. as easy as but, people But it's would amazing think, that you know? You know, we've gone – I guess we've gone a year without fans in the buildings. So it kind of went away, this, this yeah. topic, because it, it, it'll happen once a year somewhere. And now it comes back because fans are in the buildings. And as, as Seth, as you mentioned – that's the great thing. The great thing is the energy and the passion and all that stuff back into the game. But what we were reminded of in Philly is, oh, by the way, yeah, there is a negative side to this. Some people just don't know how to act. Totally agree. And it, it's sad, but uh, it's, it needs to be addressed. And the words are like, we've all had situations going on and off the court. And it, it's hard because when it gets personal, Jay, well, I had some situation with someone saying something about my daughter, Paige. And I, I mean, like, it's, it, it's hard, but... You know, again, people can say what they want, yes. uh, I don't, but just because you buy a ticket doesn't give you a free, the freedom to do some of the things and say some of the things that, you know, quite honestly are unacceptable. Like, if you're going to say something in, at a game, then you should be able to say it, you know, in your family room. That, that should be a good lesson for anyone because most of the people that are saying these things, they're adults. They're parents. It's the worst part what of it. What kind right? of example are you setting? Yeah. That, so that I, said, a... I even said, you know, look, and I, I love the environment. Last night I talked about, like, the whole F. Trey Young. Like, yeah. you, so, like, if you're eight-year-old son, like, it's cool for him to say that? Everybody yeah, else is saying that. it. You're saying it as well, a parent. That's the, of course it is. That's the thing. Of, what are they chanting, Daddy? Um, yeah. Or, Daddy, why are you saying that? Or, why are you can, saying that? Can I say that? Of, no, yeah. you're not allowed to say that, but we all are allowed to say that here. Seth, we got to run. We'll leave it right there. Great to catch Thanks, up guys. with you. Thanks all right, for joining us. Right, Seth Greenberg on the Goodyear Hotline. So, coming up, we're going to talk to a, a former NBA point guard who's played in some crucibles when it comes to arenas and stuff like that. About this topic, of course, and also the next face of the NBA, somebody he watches very closely. That'll be after Key has this from Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to, take, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. Doncic for to shoot. Luka drives the broken line. Shoots with contact with the foul line. Off the rim, the glass, and in. The attitude this kid brings to the game nightly can strike fear into the heart of the opponent. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rose shaking into the lane, step back at the foul line, front rim, gets the roll. All going down for Derrick Rose, now with 24, Knicks lead by three. Ed Cohen with the call on 98.7 ESPN in New York as the Knicks get the win over the Hawks in game two of their series, 101-92. The series now tied at one. It was the first playoff win since... Game five for the Knicks of the 2013 conference semifinals against the Pacers. I mean, that's just insane. For the Yankees, Corey Kluber is going to miss at least two months. Kluber is suffering from right shoulder injury. He was pulled after three innings Tuesday against Toronto in his first outing following a no-hitter last week. An MRI on the shoulder revealed a subscapularis. Subscapularis. What? Something like that. (laughs) Strain. I said it right the first time. Brady Mickelson, they will take on DeChambeau and Rodgers in the match. The event will take place July 6th, an off-field rematch of the NFC Championship game. And Mickelson, you know, coming off his recent PGA Championship win, despite being so, so old. I just want to see DeChambeau and Kepka. Yeah, Kepka. That's that all would, I care about right do we now. We need that in like a, uh, you know, like a The like U.S. Open, I want to see them pair. No, I need them to fight. That's fine. They're both, they're both pretty strong. Let them fight. You know, coming towards 18th on the U.S. Open. I'm down. to see that. SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Okay. Woo! I'll try to do. Okay. I'd love to see Key shoot that thing from half. I can just. Perfect. Tell him, Doris. He's so big, man. I'm big. Man, more on Luca in a moment. NBA playoffs as well in a moment. Injury-wise, man. Can I take a moment and mention the New York Islanders winning their first-round playoff series against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins? Just want to throw that out there. More New York teams winning, more orange and blue winning. Diana Rossini, guys, tweeting this out a few minutes ago. 
The Atlanta Falcons have discussed several trade offers for Julio Jones, including an offer for a future first-round pick. According to sources, there's a sense around the league a trade could go down as early as next week, which, of course, is after that June 1st date. That'll be important there. So, but June 1st a, is already next week? Getting wow. a first-round pick Wow, for Julio Jones. I mean, if I, if, if, if I got one piece away that I think – could get me over the top to the Super Bowl, and he's the piece. Why not? Kind of worth couple it, right? Of years? Yeah, because if I feel if I feel like he can stay healthy in in next year, this year, next year mm-hmm. is our Super Bowl chances. Here, man, you can have it's that. Like pick 30, 31, yeah, you 32 anyway. Who cares? Baltimore on line one. Yeah, if you're Baltimore if you're the Ravens. One. Now you also discuss Titans. Now Diana was on the show with us earlier, and she had this to say about that whole situation. I've been told that the Titans have had conversations with Atlanta. Atlanta has taken calls from a lot of different teams. But in terms of realistically happening, a source shared with me, it most likely will not happen with the Tennessee Titans. It always could. But at this point right now, the Tennessee Titans, I would not consider to be a lead contender in in, in landing Julio Jones after that June 1 date. Okay, so despite uh, AJ's efforts, it doesn't sound like he's going to end up in There's no love for the Titans? No love for AJ Brown? I wonder. If the, I wonder. I wonder <laughs> no love could, there. No love there. But you, you understand. I love, understand though. love. Jay, Jay understands love. San Francisco Titans, no. future one. The yeah, Raiders. Well, like you, like, what are the teams? One. What are the teams key that that? And we've talked about landing spots that would look good. But what are the teams that legit? You've got the pick. It's worth it to you to make it. If it's going to cost a first, you see, Diana's already saying there's at least one offer that includes a future first. Well, I would give me a I team would, that should do it. Should do it? Like, like it makes sense for you to do this. Raiders. Raiders? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Packers, no. You say no with the Packers, huh? Uh, I don't well, know. Just knowing that the Packers is gone. Who am I? Who's throwing yeah, the ball to me? Throwing the ball to it. It goes back to that, though. And, I can't, but I'm not going, going there in hopes. I don't know what that situation is. And if you're giving him $25 million, what you going to give me? Oh, I mean, play receiver too. Devonte, yeah. You well, wait a minute. You giving him twenty five million? What <laughs> you I'm giving me? I'm the goat of the. I'm era. the one that's yeah. been here for the last six years putting in work. Okay. I need to get my money. All right. So you like the Patriots as I well? I like I like the Patriots. Okay. I, but I I love Oakland. Uh, not Oakland. Vegas. 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 I love Vegas opportunity. They don't have a big. They don't have a traditional X receiver backside guy right. where it dictates the coverage. Uh, they don't have a guy. Julio would look mean in that Raiders uniform. They don't have a guy. Oh, you would look mean. I mean, they got Henry Ruggs. Silver and black. They yeah. got the the Humphrey, not Humphreys, the uh what's the kid from Clemson? Little slot dude. I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. But they got him. Nelson left. Right. Uh Williams, I think they cut him. Darren Waller. Renfro. I get Humphreys and Renfro. Sound very similar. No, the same type of player. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I ain't. I just I'm not snorted. gonna. I just, just snorted. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> same I'm, type of player. Slot receiver. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, Cole Beasley. <laughs> I know. I get it. But you know, Edelman. I got it. I understand what you're doing. But that makes sense. San Francisco makes sense. I don't know that they have the assets to give up. Familiarity. They got Ayuk, they got Debo Sammy, but you add him with Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. that that and Trey Lance, mm, that, that would be nice. That would be nice. Baltimore obviously is kind of clear cut, but I've revisit. They drafted a guy, they paid Sammy Watkins, and they got Hollywood Brown. I don't know if there's room 
for Julio. Well, we've got a week, and next week, as Diana Rossini is reporting, you can expect to see some things going down, and a first-round pick could be involved in that. Let's get back into the NBA conversation. Derek Harper, a legend, even here in New York, especially here in New York, uh, played for the Knicks, but also Mavericks, and he's a Mavericks uh, TV analyst, joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. And, and Harp, first of all, great to talk to you. Good morning. Thanks for joining you us. Guys as well. and, and, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about Luka and what we've seen so far from him in this series, and you see him on a daily basis there in Dallas. Yes, uh, he has become that player that Jay Will believes is soon going to be the face of the league. What, what is it about him that you see this year and even in this series that is seeing him take it yet to another level? Uh, I agree with Jay Will. Uh, good morning, first of all, to the, Keyshawn and to Jay. Good morning, DeHart. And to yourself. Um, I agree with Jay. And what I see is a guy that plays his best against the best players in the NBA, night in and night out. I keep hearing people say they need to put Kawhi on Luka. Kawhi doesn't want to see Luka. And I have a lot of respect for Kawhi, but can't stop him. I mean, I've seen Luka have 42-point triple-doubles against Kawhi's defense, and Kawhi is a solid defender, but Luka keeps people off balance so much. He's not the quickest guy in the world. He's not the fastest guy, but he plays at a real unique pace that really gives any kind of defense problems. And then he has so much size and so much strength. When he gets in the lane, he's virtually unstoppable. So I don't think anybody could stop Luka um, other than Luka. I think sometimes – his shot selection, you can question, but I, I'm right with Jay Will. He's at the top of, of the league right now. I think he's top five player right now and will certainly soon be the face of the league. I agree with you, D. Harp. You know, a lot of times, you know, the conversation goes with players like this. You know, King Mark Cuban and company surround him with enough talent for him to win in Dallas. Yeah. How far is this Dallas Mavericks team away from winning a world championship? You know, I think they're a Rasheed Wallace, a Dennis Rodman away, Jay, is what I think. I think they need a guy that doesn't concern himself with shots, but a guy that can kind of police the paint with the physicality that um, that lends itself to the playoffs, if you understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Just a, 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 a dirty work kind of a guy. And, you know, Dwight Powell, not quite that guy, really solid in what his role is, but he's not quite that guy. Um, Willie Colley-Stein is a good player, but he's not that guy either. But just a very physical player. I mean, I, I like the mix of this team. This team believes in each other. They're selfless. They play with each other. So there are not a lot of holes in this team other than immaturity. They're a very young team, as you can see um, from time to time. But all in all, this team is extremely solid as a team. I agree. Uh, there was another situation that happened last night during the Washington Wizards-Philadelphia 76ers game where a fan uh, poured popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Uh, what, what's your whole take on that situation, D. Harper? Like, how do you, you know, the fact that that happened and fans actually, we were reading some of the replies this morning where fans were like, oh, don't be soft, it's just popcorn. Uh, literally had Key, Al, and I, we were livid this morning. Yeah, I'm livid too. I mean, <laughs> I, I just think that a lot of fans these days, they start to think that they own you as, an, as a professional athlete. And I think there's a line that you can cross. And what happened to Russ last night was certainly a line that was crossed. And you're not allowed to react. 
the way you really want to react to something. I mean, you, you, people pay their money to come and see basketball, see football, see events, but that doesn't give them the uh, the right to uh, to do something like that. I mean, I, I think there's no telling what he would have done if somebody did that to mm-hmm. to him, and he was close enough to to, uh, to take care of the situation. You, his are, own, you already know, D. Hart. <laughs> Something has to something has to be done. Is all I can say, man. If somebody did it to me, I know I'm going to have a lot of beef with it, and I'm going to try to correct the person, however, by any means necessary. And then when you do that, then you're you're overreacting, and you're the problem, and those kind of things. So it's a frustrating thing. The league has to do something about it. No point, no doubt about it. I mean, there are mil- million security guys around every single night, right? So they have to do a better job. Mm-hmm. Derek Harper joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Did you ever have that experience as a player in your time? Did that ever anything like that happen with you or even a teammate of yours? No, I've never experienced it. The only thing I've ever experienced is a, a young kid telling me that he paid my salary. Mm. <laughs> they can told me I had to sign his autograph. I was rushing back to get ready for the team meeting, and he told me I had to pay, sign his autograph. Because we pay your salary. That's wow. as far as it's ever gone to me. I can't repeat what I said. <laughs> but um, it, it, like I said, it's gone too far. Mm. And unfortunately for me, I haven't had the experience. But I couldn't imagine what it would feel like under those circumstances. Right. Yeah. So you, we have Dallas, uh, the Mavericks, and the Clippers now. Game three, this series goes back to Dallas. Are they almost at full capacity there in that arena? 15,000 fans. Yeah, 15,000. Right. I don't know if you, you saw last night's game at the Garden, 15,000. You know what that building sounds like when it's full. It was pretty loud last night. So 15,000 in Dallas for a series where their team's up 2-0 going home. What, what are you looking at here? Because what you've seen from the Clippers has not been the team that everybody expected them to be. Game three for the Mavericks, if they win this, a stranglehold on the series, what do they need to do, and could the, what changes could the Clippers possibly make? You know, I, I think for the Clippers, I'll answer that point first. Um, they need to block out the noise. I've never seen a more sensitive team than, than the Clippers because, you know, and it's based on what happened last year. You fired Doc, right, move him on to Philly. Now it becomes who's responsible for wins and losses this time of the year. And I just think as great as Kawhi is, and he has a proven record, he's won two championships, so certainly he has found a way to perform under these circumstances. Paul George, there's some question marks about him. But both those guys are capable if they block out the noise. You can't have rabbit ears this time of the year and hear everything, read everything. You kind of have to understand that all you have to do is go out and play. I think we lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like we're we losing the signal, so we'll, we'll leave it right there. Derek Harper joining us on the Goodyear hotline. I did he want to ask beast, him. Man. The Knicks fans still too. love him, Dallas. and they ask him. Yeah, he, he was as tough as they come. You talk about somebody relentless in your face, yeah. just 24-7 in your pocket, two-way making you face guard. the other way. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But very interesting what he was saying there, though, about the Clippers, right? A team that he feels like, like they kind of call them mentally soft. I mean, they 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 listen. They can't block out any noise. They hear everything, every criticism, sensitive to everything. It's over with. You imagine if they lose Friday night? I I I don't think we're going to see this team anymore. Break it all the way up. 
Break it all I, the way down. I, it feels like it's going in that direction. And Steve Ballmer spent a ton of money there I on all this all, to happen. But both and Kawhi is, and PG can opt out. Yeah. They you can opt really walk away. He just signed huh? again, though. Mm. He just KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. So coming up, call the roulette. It is next. Get in line. 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. KJZ on your smart speakers like Amazon Alexa. All you got to do is say play ESPN radio. Jay waiting for his yacht. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Fun day, yeah, yeah. Ordering exactly. the same cocktail. That time of day. That time Show's of day. over, hanging out at the, you know, the hotel bar, just yeah, a little just, refreshment. Yeah, taking survey of the landscape. Yes. Hmm. Who's here today, Keyshawn? Scouting. Who do you see in the crowd today, Keyshawn? <laughs> we doing some advanced scouting? Is oh, that what you're saying? Silly. <laughs> oh, silly. He looks great. He's wearing all black. Eight 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 say ESP, eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. It's been a fun call day. Let's keep it going. Roll it. Spin it. Line three. This is Mark from San Antonio. Mark, Mark. What's happening? 
Hey, what's good, guys? Uh, I just wanted to know the difference. I know this the Russell Westbrook thing, a little bit of popcorn on his head, it's borderline assault thing. What's the difference between everyone seemed to forget about the whole Miles Garrett thing where he actually did assault Mason Rudolph on the field? Why didn't we throw him in jail, but we want to throw a guy with popcorn and uh, thrown on the head in jail? Well, if they would have if they would have brought up charges on on Miles Garrett, then that would have been the case. But that's not the case. And there's two football players that are having a confrontation opposed to a fan who's spending money to basically go to basketball game. games. Yep. It's not part of the game to do whatever it was that he wanted to do. Yeah, that that's is, the difference. Yeah, well, he asked the question, so it wasn't like he was trying to make a statement. If you made a statement, I would have called it a stupid statement. But it was a question, so there are no such thing as stupid questions because you want to get a good answer. But it's the same thing as two hockey players fighting in a game versus a fan trying to fight, like, you know, get into the – Penalty box with Ty Domi had that work out. So essentially so, you just called it a stupid question. No, no, no. There's no such thing. Stupid questions sometimes get no, good answers. Stupid questions. It, it, but if you made a question. statement that there is no difference, that would have been stupid. And Miles Garrett was, Miles Garrett was suspended and yeah. money was taken out of the his pocket. The league can handle that. And the league can handle it. Right. No stupid questions, just stupid people who ask questions. That, that's Two. what that's, that's often said about the media. That is Got true. told that all the time in high school. Did you? In high yeah. school. Only high school? Either you're dumb or you're stupid, <laughs> but you got to be one. Let's, right? Right, Spin Evan? it. Either you're dumb or you're stupid, you got to be one. Or both. <laughs> Line six. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Hey, I know we just missed Harp. Uh, sad that he disconnected. I was hoping to get to how Luca's game is going to age with that craftiness and just how, how much better he's going to get with age. It's a great question. What do you think, Jay? I think his I think his game is timeless, man. Because he doesn't have that above the rim all based on athleticism, right? It's like, you know, same way we talk about D Rose, like D Rose has revamped his whole game. And I think in the way Luca plays, like it's not high flying, you worry about injuries. The one thing that Key and I always talk about though, like the body. I do, yeah, that's so what like I worry about. Like you just wonder like can once you he gets one injury, up? will he does can he, he have that thing up? Can you just tighten it up a little bit from dad by like a tiger. Twenty two? Twenty two. So he's still got young he got the yeah. young baby fat? Is you saying baby fat? Is that I don't want to say that, but yeah, he yeah. got the baby stuff going. So he's got to just you think you know, as he matures. Yeah, once he matures, I don't know how I don't I just know. Worry if, about I don't injury. know if his body type is if you're asking me if he's gonna get cut up, I don't think that's gonna be the case. He just Get stronger. Probably not who he is, right? Yeah, no, nah, he. But he ain't sure getting lighter. I'll tell you for what. For sure, he's not getting cut up unless he gets some help. Hey, well, you he have a lot of guys. Lighter. You have a lot of guys who are cut up as well that are injury prone as well. So I, I don't. It just yeah, that can happen too. Spin it. Line five. What's up? Oh, hey, what's up, y'all? Chris from Delray Beach. Uh, my question is, who is Dallas going to keep? Uh, for the receiving core, either through Michael Gallup or uh, uh, Amari Cooper. Amari's 26, Michael's 25. Neither one are going got, anywhere. Both. Yeah, why, why yeah, you? you just paid Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup is solid, and you got C.D. Lamb going nowhere. Yeah, let's spin it one more time. Let's just put Julio Jones on the Cowboys. Just give him another receiver. That's a good one here. Why not? Line one. Hey, what's happening, fellas? It's Jay Frost out of Newport News. Uh, my question is, help me understand the mind state of these Georgia teams. You want to trade a perennial pro bowler and Julio God. Jones for a quarterback who's been sticking yeah. up the yeah. joint for like six years. Well, oh, back tomorrow. tomorrow, man. I got
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.